0: Part 6, Chapters 5 and 6 of the Kama Sutra. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. The Kama Sutra by Vatsyayana. Part 6, Chapter 5 of Different Kinds of Gain. Many a courtesan is able to realize much money every day by reason of many customers she should not confine herself to a single lover. Under such circumstances she should fix her rate for one night, after considering the place, the season, and the condition of the people, and having regard to her own good qualities and good looks, and after comparing her rates with those of other courtesans. She can inform her lovers, and friends, and acquaintances about these charges. If, however, she can obtain a great gain from a single lover, she may resort to him alone and live with him like a wife. Now, the sages are of opinion that when a courtesan has the option of an equal gain from two lovers at the same time, a preference should be given to the one who would give her the kind of thing which she wants. But Vatsyayana says that the preference should be given to the one who gives her gold, because it cannot be taken back like some other things, it can be easily received. And is also the means of procuring anything that may be wished for. Of such things as gold, silver, copper, bell metal, iron, pots, furniture, beds, upper garments, under vestments, fragrant substances, vessels made of gourds, ghee, oil, corn, cattle, and other things of a like nature, the first, that is, gold, is superior to all the others. When the same labour is required to gain any two lovers, or when the same kind of thing is to be got from each of them, the choice should be made by the advice of a friend, or it may be made from their personal qualities, or from the signs of good or bad fortune that may be connected with them. When there are two lovers, one of whom is attached to the courtesan, and the other is simply very generous, the sages say that the preference should be given to the generous lover. But Vaitsya is of opinion that the one who is really attached to the courtesan should be preferred, because he can be made to be generous, even as a miser gives money if he becomes fond of a woman. But a man who is simply generous cannot be made to love with real attachment. But among those who are attached to her, if there is one who is poor, and one who is rich, the preference is of course to be given to the latter." When there are two lovers, one of whom is generous, and the other ready to do any service for the courtesan, some sages say that the one who is ready to do the service should be preferred. But Vatsyayana is of opinion that a man who does a service thinks that he has gained his object when he has done something once, but a generous man does not care for what he has given before. Even here the choice should be guided by the likelihood of the future good to be derived from her union with either of them. When one of the two lovers is grateful, and the other liberal, some sages say that the liberal one should be preferred, but vatsyayana is of opinion that the former should be chosen, because liberal men are generally haughty, plain-spoken, and wanting in consideration towards others. Even though these liberal men have been on friendly terms for a long time, yet if they see any fault in the courtesan, or are told lies about her by some other women, they do not care for past services, but leave abruptly. On the other hand, the grateful man does not at once break off from her, on account of a regard for the pains she may have taken to please him. In this case also, the choice is to be guided, with respect to what may happen in future. When an occasion for complying with the request of a friend and a chance of getting money come together, the sages say that the chance of getting money should be preferred. But Vatsyayana thinks that the money can be obtained to-morrow as well as to-day, but if the request of a friend be not at once complied with, he may become disaffected. Even here, in making the choice, regard must be paid to future good fortune." On such an occasion, however, the courtesan might pacify her friend by pretending to have some work to do, and telling him that his request will be complied with next day, and in this way secure the chance of getting the money that has been offered her. When the chance of getting money, and the chance of avoiding some disaster, come at the same time, the sages are of opinion that the chance of getting money should be preferred. But Vetsiyana says that money has only a limited importance while a disaster that is once averted may never occur again. Here, however, the choice should be guided by the greatness or smallness of the disaster. The gains of the wealthiest and best kind of courtesans are to be spent as follows. Building temples, tanks, and gardens, giving a thousand cows to different Brahmins, carrying on the worship of the gods, and celebrating festivals in their honour and lastly, performing such vows as may be within their means. The gains of other courtesans are to be spent as follows. Having a white dress to wear every day, getting sufficient food and drink to satisfy hunger and thirst, eating daily a perfumed tambula, that is, a mixture of betel nut and betel leaves, and wearing ornaments gilt with gold. The sages say that these represent the gains of all the middle and lower classes of courtesans, but Vatsyayana is of opinion that their gains cannot be calculated, or fixed in any way, as these depend on the influence of the place, the customs of the people, their own appearance, and many other things. When a courtesan wants to keep some particular man from some other woman, or wants to get him away from some woman to whom he may be attached, or to deprive some woman of the gains realized by her from him, or if she thinks that she would raise her position, or enjoy some great good fortune, or become desirable to all men by uniting herself with this man, or if she wishes to get his assistance in averting some misfortune, or is really attached to him and loves him, or wishes to injure somebody through his means, or has regard to some former favour conferred upon her by him, or wishes to be united with him merely from desire, or any of the above reasons, she should agree to take from him only a small sum of money in a friendly way. When a courtesan intends to abandon a particular lover and take up with another one, or when she has reason to believe that her lover will shortly leave her and return to his wives, or that having squandered all his money and became penniless his guardian or master or father would come and take him away or that her lover is about to lose his position or lastly that he is of a very fickle mind she should under any of these circumstances endeavour to get as much money as she can from him as soon as possible on the other hand when the courtesan thinks that her lover is about to receive valuable presents, or get a place of authority from the king, or be near the time of inheriting a fortune, or that his ship will soon arrive laden with merchandise, or that he has large stocks of corn and other commodities, or that if anything was done for him it would not be done in vain, or that he is always true to his word, then should she have regard to her future welfare, and live with a man like a wife. There are also verses on the subject, as follows. In considering her present gains and her future welfare, a courtesan should avoid such persons as have gained their means of subsistence with very great difficulty, as also those who have become selfish and hard-hearted by becoming the favourites of kings. She should make every endeavour to unite herself with prosperous and well-to-do people and with those whom it is dangerous to avoid, or to slight in any way. Even at some cost to herself she should become acquainted with energetic and liberal-minded men, who when pleased would give her a large sum of money, even for very little service, or for some small thing. CHAPTER Six, OF GAINS AND LOSSES, ATTENDANT GAINS AND LOSSES, AND DOUBTS, as also of the different kinds of courtesans. It sometimes happens that while gains are being sought for, or expected to be realized, that losses only are the result of our efforts, the causes of these losses are weakness of intellect, excessive love, excessive pride, excessive self-conceit, excessive simplicity, excessive confidence, excessive anger carelessness, recklessness, influence of evil genius, accidental circumstances. The results of these losses are, expense incurred without any result, destruction of future good fortune, stoppage of gains about to be realised, loss of what is already obtained, acquisition of a sour temper, becoming unamiable to everybody, injury to health, loss of hair and other accidents. Now gain is of three kinds, that is, gain of wealth, gain of religious merit, and gain of pleasure. And similarly, loss is of three kinds, that is, loss of wealth, loss of religious merit, and loss of pleasure. At the time when gains are sought for, if other gains come along with them, these are called attendant gains when gain is uncertain, the doubt of its being a gain is called a simple doubt. When there is a doubt whether either of two things will happen or not, it is called a mixed doubt. If while one thing is being done two results take place, it is called a combination of two results, and if several results follow from the same action, it is called a combination of results on every side. We shall now give examples of the above. As already stated, gain is of three kinds, and loss which is opposed to gain, is also of three kinds. a. When by living with a great man a courtesan acquires present wealth, and in addition to this becomes acquainted with other people, and thus obtains a chance of future fortune, and an accession of wealth, and becomes desirable to all, this is called a gain of wealth attended by other gain b. When by living with a man a courtesan simply gets money, this is called a gain of wealth not attended by any other gain. c. When a courtesan receives money from other people, besides her lover, the results are the chance of the loss of future good from her present lover, the chance of disaffection of a man securely attached to her, the hatred of all, and the chance of a union with some low person— tending to destroy her future good. This gain is called a gain of wealth attended by losses. d. When a courtesan, at her own expense, and without any results in the shape of gain, has connected with a great man, or an avaricious minister, for the sake of diverting some misfortune, or removing some cause that may be threatening the destruction of a great gain, This loss is said to be a loss of wealth attended by gains of the future good which it may bring about. E. When a courtesan is kind, even at her own expense, to a man who is very stingy, or to a man proud of his looks, or to an ungrateful man skilled in gaining the heart of others, without any good resulting from these connections to her in the end, this loss is called a loss of wealth not attended by any gain f. When a courtesan is kind to any such man as described above, but who in addition are favourites of the king, and moreover cruel and powerful, without any good result in the end, and with a chance of her being turned away at any moment, this loss is called a loss of wealth attended by other losses. In this way gains and losses, and attendant gains and losses in religious merit and pleasures, may become known to the reader, and combinations of all of them may also be made. Thus end the remarks on gains and losses, and attendant gains and losses. In the next place we come to doubts, which are again of three kinds, that is, doubts about wealth, doubts about religious merit, and doubts about pleasures. The following are examples. a. When a courtesan is not certain how much a man may give her, or spend upon her, this is called a doubt about wealth. b. When a courtesan feels doubtful whether she is right in entirely abandoning a lover from whom she is unable to get money, she having taken all his wealth from him in the first instance, this doubt is called a doubt about religious merit. c. When a courtesan is unable to get hold of a lover to her liking, and is uncertain whether she will derive any pleasure from a person surrounded by his family, or from a low person. This is called a doubt about pleasure. d. When a courtesan is uncertain whether some powerful but low-principled fellow would cause loss to her on account of her not being civil to him, this is called a doubt about the loss of wealth. e. When a courtesan feels doubtful whether she would lose religious merit by abandoning a man who is attached to her, without giving him the slightest favour, and thereby causing him unhappiness in this world and the next, this doubt is called a doubt about the loss of a religious merit. FOOTNOTE The souls of men who die with their desires unfulfilled are said to go to the world of the manes, and not direct to the supreme spirit. FOOTNOTE f. When a courtesan is uncertain as to whether she might create disaffection by speaking out, and revealing her love, and thus not get her desire satisfied, this is called a doubt about the loss of pleasure. Thus end the remarks on doubts. Mixed doubts. a. The intercourse or connection with a stranger, whose disposition is unknown, and who may have been introduced by a lover, or by one who possessed authority, may be productive either of gain or loss, and therefore this is called a mixed doubt about the gain and loss of wealth. b. When a courtesan is requested by a friend, or is impelled by pity to have intercourse with a learned brahman, a religious student, a sacrificer, a devotee, or an ascetic, who may have all fallen in love with her, and who may be consequently at the point of death, By doing this she might either gain or lose religious merit, and therefore this is called a mixed doubt about the gain and loss of religious merit. c. If a courtesan relies solely upon the report of other people, that is, hearsay, about a man, and goes to him without ascertaining herself whether he possesses good qualities or not, she may either gain or lose pleasure, in proportion as he may be good or bad and therefore this is called a mixed doubt about the gain and loss of pleasure. Udalika has described the gains and losses on both sides as follows. a. If, when living with a lover, a courtesan gets both wealth and pleasure from him, it is called a gain on both sides. b. When a courtesan lives with a lover at her own expense, without getting any profit out of it, and the lover even takes back from her what he may have formerly given her, it is called a loss on both sides. c. When a courtesan is uncertain whether a new acquaintance would become attached to her, and moreover, if he became attached to her, whether he would give her anything, it is then called a doubt on both sides about gains. d. When a courtesan is Uncertain whether a former enemy, if made up by her at her own expense, would do her some injury on account of his grudge against her, or, if becoming attached to her, would take away angrily from her anything that he may have given to her, this is called a doubt on both sides about loss. Babhavriya has described the gains and losses on both sides as follows. a. When a courtesan can get money from a man whom she may go to see, and also money from a man whom she may not go to see, this is called a gain on both sides. b. When a courtesan has to incur further expense, if she goes to see a man, and yet runs the risk of incurring an irremediable loss if she does not go to see him, this is called a loss on both sides. c. When a courtesan is uncertain whether a particular man would give her anything on her going to see him, without incurring expense on her part, or whether, on her neglecting him, another man would give her something, this is called a doubt on both sides about gain. d. When a courtesan is uncertain whether, on going at her own expense to see an old enemy, he would take back from her what he may have given her, or whether by her not going to see him he would cause some disaster to fall upon her. This is called a doubt on both sides about loss. By combining the above, the following six kinds of mixed results are produced, that is, a. Gain on one side and loss on the other, b. Gain on one side and doubt of gain on the other, c. Gain on one side and doubt of loss on the other, d loss on one side and doubt of gain on the other, e. doubt of gain on one side and doubt of loss on the other, f. doubt of loss on one side and loss on the other. A courtesan, having considered all the above things, and taking counsel with her friends, should act so as to acquire gain, the chances of great gain, and the warding off of any great disaster. Religious merit and pleasure should also be formed into separate combinations like those of wealth, and then all should be combined with each other so as to form new combinations. When a courtesan consorts with men she should cause each of them to give her money as well as pleasure. At particular times, such as the spring festivals, etc., she may make her mother announce to the various men, that on a certain day, her daughter would remain with the man who would gratify such and such a desire of hers. When young men approach her with delight, she should think of what she may accomplish through them. The combination of gains and losses on all sides are, gain on one side and loss on all others, loss on one side and gain on all others, gain on all sides, loss on all sides. A courtesan should also consider doubts about gain and doubts about loss with reference both to wealth, religious merit, and pleasure. Thus ends the consideration of gain, loss, attendant gains, attendant losses, and doubts. The different kinds of courtesans are a bawd, a female attendant, an unchaste woman, a dancing-girl, a female artisan, a woman who has left her family a woman living on her beauty and finally a regular courtesan all the above kinds of courtesans are acquainted with various kinds of men and should consider the ways of getting money from them of pleasing them of separating themselves from them and of reuniting with them they should also take into consideration particular gains and losses Attendant gains and losses, and doubts in accordance with their several conditions. Thus end the considerations of courtesans. There are also two verses on the subject as follows Men want pleasure, while women want money, and therefore this part, which treats of the means of gaining wealth, should be studied. There are some women who seek for love, and there are others who seek for money. For the former, the ways of love are told in previous portions of this work, while the ways of getting money, as practised by courtesans, are described in this part. End of Part 6